We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Aaron Rodgers looking for Devontae Adams. He's got it! DJ Moore has a pass to the end zone. Jonathan Taylor. Touchdown. Hello everyone, welcome back to Road of This Overtime on Road of This Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, and as always I'm joined by Sean Siegel, one of the co-owners at Road of His, uh, co-host of this show and also co-host of Stealing Bananas along with Ben Gretsch. Uh, Sean, we are into championship kind of uh, weekend here for the conference side of things. Four games coming up. We previewed those on Thursday's podcast. We also had a really fun show on Tuesday as well. So three shows a week coming your way again. We have been doing that now for, I think, close to a year. We've we've been having at least three shows a week. We've had some weeks where we've had four or five podcasts a week, but we have been getting multiple shows in there. Just another note as we start off, I haven't mentioned this on any other recent shows, but you may have seen some of the Q&A shows posting on a Monday. Um, myself and Sean recorded them during the season, had a lot of uh, good feedback on them. So we uh, have been posting them just as a recap on a Monday as uh, we get ready for the off season, but we will have some more of those coming up throughout the summer. So feel free to send any topic suggestions and that our way. And likewise for show topics, particularly possibly Saturday shows might be somewhere where we um, have more time to dive into different content this off season. So send any topics um, you have around dynasty or baseball strategy or anything like that. We will use some of those best submissions. We have a few listener questions on today's show we're going to get those in just a little moment and one of them also uh, is around uh, a movie so we we are going to do uh, we're going to start getting back into our recommendations uh in, in our weekly shows uh, we used to do that once a week on a thursday but then it moved to a saturday and we've kind of dipped out of it throughout the season we'll, we'll add that back in now but sean uh should be a fun week we're going to look at how some of our playoff uh kind of challenge teams are doing as well over at the ffpc so looking forward to hopefully seeing how we can get ourselves into some prize money hopefully in these contests <laughs> yeah so we're we're excited to hear what recommendations column has find out what is trendy over there in ireland but column before we get to that point yeah we have the final four teams on the last show we went over what we expect to happen this weekend. But I think the main thing is that we want as many points to be scored as possible. And we want them to be scored by our guys, right? So we have teams alive in the FFPC playoff contest. 
the quarterbacks that we emphasized in this contest were Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. Both of those players have advanced to the championship round here. It's also interesting in the sort of side contest that I did with Zachary Kruger, who is one of our big best ball gurus and does some great content with you during the offseason. Uh, we played a sort of a slightly different format and also went very Bengals, Chiefs heavy, and then matched that up with some 49ers and Rams teams. So that contest going very well. Now we need these championship games to be shootouts and preferably shootouts in which this AFC game goes into the 40s. How do our teams look to you? What what are you expecting or hoping to happen this weekend from an overall perspective? How do you like what we did and what do we need to see happen to kind of move up the ranks? Yeah, so I think in terms of our overall projections, I think it might have been two weeks ago we'd done our kind of setup of how we thought things would play out throughout the playoffs and we obviously had both predicted that we would get chiefs versus bills um obviously we got that and a lot of our teams were based around those two teams which a lot of teams would have been but we also based it around the bengals so we've got our afc championship going probably as well as we we could have had on the other side the the big change obviously is the situation with the uh, rams who i thought would advance but then obviously we had the, the 49ers advancing as well to change things up so in terms of we're losing out on Devonte adams on on all of these teams we had him 100 percent across the board but we also had devo samuel and george kittle and a lot of these teams which is a positive in terms of the points that they may still score and obviously not as high ownership is going to be on them as there was on Devonte adams so that there might still work out for us i think it's going to be it's going to be interesting, Sean, because um, obviously some of these teams are, are lined up as well around Patrick Mahomes. The other ones are around Joe Burrow um, that we have remaining. Any other quarterback outside of that that we played was Josh Allen. Those teams have all obviously scored a lot of quarterback points at this point. So even with Allen being out, that's a positive. But I think one of the things that probably has worked against us is Jamar Chase has obviously continued his really strong form. He was somebody that we kind of faded against. One player that didn't work out for us in week one, but obviously worked out for us in week two was Leonard Fournette. We 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 set the lineup uh, close to lock, and that was prior to him being ruled out of week one, but he did put up 31 points last week. So still outscoring some of the running backs that maybe even played in two contests. So um, there's a lot of um, interesting factors, Sean, that's going to go into this. In terms of how the teams are set up, I have them all pulled up in front of me here at the moment, but it's... It's very, very tricky to kind of analyze them all at the same time with the the multitude of teams. I think diving into our, our main team and the, the higher stakes version of the contest at the moment, the players that we do have remaining are Patrick Mahomes, Debo Samuel, Cooper Cup, and Joe Mixon. So that's the, the tournament, obviously, that there's the, the highest prize money for. Um, in terms of how it is, we are not in the, the prize points at the moment. But there's obviously a lot left to play for in that. With the players that we have remaining available, we do have you know, an 80-point gap, I guess, to get to first place. That might be out of out of our, our stretches at the moment. But depending on who gets to the Super Bowl, still um, chances to escalate up. So what, what do you think needs to happen in that scenario? If we're looking at what we talked about on Thursday, show who we think will get there versus what we need to happen for this team to, to have success. 
Right. So as you mentioned, we're covered in terms of winning the big money in these contests, but we're still in good shape in terms of cashing and being able to you know, turn this into a mild profit, keep uh, that element of it going. That's sort of the thing that you're always looking for here to win big from time to time. And when you're not winning big, to not lose big, right? So, so we're keeping that cash situation in a solid position. You mentioned kind of where we are. The thing that has to happen here is we have to go ahead of a lot of the teams that are built around Josh Allen, who now isn't in the playoffs any longer, right? So Josh Allen has scored a huge number of points. His teams are in very good shape. Now we need Patrick Mahomes to really carry us having a big game this week and then in the double points section of the Super Bowl also doing that the other thing that that needs to happen with that is that we need to start distancing the Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill teams and so ideally you're going to have some passing touchdowns here to Jarek McKinnon you're going to have some passing touchdowns to Byron Pringle you're going to have some of these peripheral players come into play and get the job done maybe you get another rushing touchdown like we got when Mahomes sprints and stretches the ball out to start the game against the Bills last week so you need a lot of points from Mahomes you in order to get that you're going to need some play from Kelsey and Hill but you're going to need some other touchdowns as well so that we don't continue to finish behind some Hill and Kelsey teams that had better selections early on than we did right and just to try to fend them off from the perspective of it's certainly not impossible with the way those scoring works that if a couple of games were funneled almost entirely through kelsey or entirely through hill that they could flat out outscore patrick mahomes which again is not going to be good for us you look at the nfc side and it's a similar type of story where we do want Samuel to be the guy and that's the question there where you know how healthy is he going to be will he get into that pass catching role all of these rushing plays have been exciting the rushing touchdowns obviously are valuable the total yards from scrimmage element of it pushing him up over 100 in a lot of these cases but we really probably need a game where he catches seven or eight passes you need those PPR points from that perspective to get him up And then at the same time, we want it not to go through George Kittle. And I think for the 49ers to make the big push here, they they need to get him involved. So it'll be interesting to see how that tension plays itself out. Same thing from the Rams side. There have been some interesting contrarian plays, people looking at Cam Akers. Obviously, Matthew Stafford, if you have him, you're saying, okay, this really differentiates my lineup now, and I've got my quarterback still alive. He could play two more games and hopefully he's going to get those through Odell Beckham and through Tyler Higbee. If you have him, we're obviously rooting for the opposite. Our team is going to not be that dissimilar with the four guys who were actually left from a lot of the teams. We're not going to necessarily make up a lot of ground on those teams, but we want to make it up on the rest of the field. And one of the things that we could have happen here is for Joe Mixon to get in for multiple touchdowns against the Chiefs. I mentioned on Thursday that he needs to be involved as a receiver actually pretty involved last week against the Titans in the previous game they played against the Chiefs he had a lot of receptions he needs to turn a couple of those into big plays he needs to score multiple touchdowns and this running back situation the decision to go with Mixon instead of Chase hasn't necessarily worked out so far but it could still work out if he has a multi-touchdown game here because obviously the Running back points have been difficult to get. You mentioned Leonard Fournette scoring all of those points, and even though he only played in the one game, still a a player who 
has positively impacted the lineups. Now, one of the things that we did see was that we didn't change our Fournette teams away from him. I think we had one of the five, but a lot of participants did. And so his ownership fell all the way through the floor. So the people who stayed with him, whether or not that was strategic or just because they had something else they had to do uh, in between that announcement. Yeah, we'll say it was strategic um, for, for the purposes of the show. Um, in terms of you know that Fournette team, maybe that is something that that helps us move up uh, throughout the whole thing. Um, we do have two teams with Joe Burrow left, two teams with Patrick Mahomes left. So like, you know, either way, we're going to have a situation where we have two teams true to the uh, Super Bowl with a quarterback. So a high-scoring Super Bowl may help push us up further. But there's so many different factors, and that's what makes this contest so much fun as you go through it, the strategy, how things work out, the ownership percentages, uh, and much more. It's, there's, a, there's a lot of interesting factors. Always one of our favorite ones to do each year. And, um, uh, you know, let's let's hope we we get some of that cash back and, and maybe even add to it. So uh, it should be, should be a lot of fun as we see how this weekend plays out. It, it does become a lot clearer when we, when we only have two teams left, obviously, because you're going to know the situation, who you can get double points on, who you can overlap um, and, and things like that. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes, but looking through the leaderboard, you know, pretty much all the teams up at the top are, are all Josh Allen teams. So those teams will start to uh, potentially, drop down from the point they're currently at and then if a quarterback has a big game in the super bowl that's obviously going to make them fall a little bit further again so let's see how it plays out this weekend we teased it earlier sean we're going to have some of our recommendations towards the end of the show and we're going to do that after the break hey rotoviz fans this is dave cabin from the rotoviz fantasy football podcast taking a minute to let you know that as a loyal rotoviz listener you can get 10 percent off a one-year subscription when you use the promo code rv radio 2022 at checkout it gives you full access to all of our content and tools and again that's rv radio 2022 at checkout for 10 percent off a one-year rotoviz subscription Enjoy the podcast. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. On the topic, Sean, uh, off Super Bowl 
playoff contest before we do get to those recommendations uh we had a question in from blake Schultz. he sent it to me on twitter if you do have any questions you want to have added into the show we will always try and use some of the best listeners submitted questions you can send them my way on twitter at over ireland or you can email them in at rotovizradio at gmail.com blake's question was around postseason contests and who we prefer between the conference game and the super bowl for Tyreek Hill or Cooper Cup so obviously there's there's different contests going on all the time there's different rules in some of these contests some of them like the FFPC you can only pick one player from each team some leagues allow subbing in and subbing out after each week and so on but uh, in terms Sean of this I guess you're looking at who you think gets to the Super Bowl so I'm, I'm guessing on your side you're probably looking more towards Hill based on the projection of getting the Chiefs to the Super Bowl or maybe you're you're thinking uh, a different a different way around it what's your thoughts I, I would be i would be leaning um on this one towards hell what are you on the same boat yes but it, it is interesting because if you do feel confident in the rams i think you want to go with cup and there might be an element too depending on the contest where taking the less popular player and, and again you have to decide who that was because cooper cup is a monster scorer every week and so even if you're a little bit less sure about the Rams it might be something where you want to take that risk if you think someone else is off of him for that reason but you look at the game level similarity projections here and Cup has actually a huge edge on Tyreek Hill for this weekend now I think that the GLSP is probably overstating that a little bit but it's giving Cup almost a touchdown advantage and so again if you think the Rams are going to come through there's every reason to go with Cup and again, also depending on kind of where you are in your contest, like how much risk do you need to take to get up into the spots that win the money for you or win the glory? We talk from time to time, and, and that was our sort of our big thing with the best ball contest is you can't buy glory, right? So you, you got to get up there and, and finish at the top spot. That element could come into play for you. I like Hill. I think he's going to outperform his projection I think that the Bengals defense, even though they've played well, is not going to be able to stop the Chiefs. But you do have that element to it, which I think is kind of fun. So if you're in a playoff contest and you're wanting to get a sense of how similar players have done against similar defenses, the GLSP is a great tool for you there. As you're looking at the game level similarity projections, make sure you keep in mind that there are things that you know that it doesn't know in terms of uh, who's been getting the usage recently in terms of who's injured, that type of thing. So use it within the context of other tools that you're bringing to the table, other insights that you have. I love the way the strength of schedule streamer that we have also allows you to see the games from some other perspectives. The matchup analysis tool or tab within the player stats explorer will also give you some pieces of the puzzle there. Make sure not to look at these decisions from only one angle. As you go into you know this round of your playoff contests, obviously as you go through the year with your fantasy football lineup decisions, but the fact that the GLSP is so heavily on Cup this week is one that does push me a little bit in that direction when I'm making decisions for AFC and NFC Championship weekend. So we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, best of luck to Blake and his contest, and thanks again for. Um, submitting that question um sean in terms of before i get into what my recommendation is going to be uh, i did post a clip after tuesday show on twitter around the uh, 
uh, advice kind of or the, the sympathy or lack of sympathy I got from my daughter um, after the Packers loss um, this past weekend. Um, Jesse did reply to that and he um, did, did say that it was very cute, but he asked me to get her honest commentary on my slander of Ghost Rider. So uh, I did mention earlier in the show some of the, the Q&A shows that we had posted um, I, I thought I was, you know, completely telling the truth around my <laughs> my disapproval of the Ghost Rider film, but um, you know, he he's wondering if maybe I can be brought down to earth uh, by by my take on that. So we'll we'll see if uh, I think though she is a few years, quite a few years away from even uh, as bad as I thought that film was from being able to watch it. And I, I do think that's a punishment that is is not right for any child to have them sit through something like that. But, um, You're not just showing Ghost Rider on the uh, Sunday family yeah. uh, get-togethers. No, de- definitely not. Um, I, I don't know. I, it's just something that I can't. I couldn't bring myself to go through that pain again. So I don't think I can bring others. Uh, we want to. We want to enjoy those weekends together. Um, but something that we did watch over the last uh, couple of like days, I guess, or over the last week since it came out was Afterlife Season 3. Obviously, again, this was not watched with my uh, my three-and-a-half-year-old daughter, but myself and my wife watched it. I was a, a big fan of Season 1 and Season 2. Um, really enjoyed it. I, in terms of up until Ted Lasso came into town, um, it was probably my favorite show that I'd watched over the last couple of years. Ted Lasso, I think, is on par or potentially edges us out, but... Um, Afterlife from Ricky Gervais has been something that I've found uh, a really interesting show in terms of the use of comedy, a lot of it being dark, and then obviously the the more serious side of things as well. With it, the one thing I will say is I don't tend to get very emotional at, at you know TV shows or that, but I have to say these three seasons, there's been times in each and every one of them that's it's got me at, at certain points. And if you have watched season one, two, or three, I'm sure there's points as well where it's probably got to you in terms of relatability to some of the subjects. I do think the humor in it is very British or Irish um, in terms of the kind of style of it. Some of it can be very harsh in terms of the jokes, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I would highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. Um, I believe it only came out last week, but um, yeah, I I binge watched through it kind of over a a two-day period, but um, really really enjoyed it sean i did mention to you before the show you said you have been able to catch up on it do you think am i, am I overwritten it or underwritten it or, or where do you sit here on on afterlife and the other thing i guess it's not really a spoiler but uh, season three is the the final season off the show so um kind of bookends it as well so um I'll, I'll i think it was tied together in a nice bow for myself yeah i know this is good right and it is emotional so don't don't watch if you're already in a a, a sentimental or melancholy. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe I watched it. I watched it the day after the Packers lost to the 49ers. I started watching it. So maybe I was in an emotional state already. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Experiencing the grief, mentioning the denial. That was your take on yeah. our original pod this week. Yeah, no, this is good. And Ricky is fantastic in it. He's not necessarily that likable in some other content that he has done in the past. I think much more of the fullness maybe of the personality and the writing ability in the show. I enjoyed season three. I was a little bit disappointed in it in that I didn't necessarily think that it kind of matched up to the first two seasons, which were fantastic. Some of the 
sort of secondary storylines in season three, maybe not quite as strong and, and his personal journey, maybe stalling out a little bit in season three, but he, he was challenged by his brother-in-law slash, um, I don't think you really call him boss at work since he doesn't, you know, follow any direction ever, <laughs> but they, they get into uh, some physical contests and end up playing. I was wondering if you enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. Get some ping pong, get some tennis, get some uh, squash. And yeah, seeing the racket sports was a lot of fun. They, they did those scenes. Well, obviously the racket sports, the ones that I'm, kind of the most personally interested in or you know have the experience with and can relate to some of the things going on in those and you know you, you see these scenes in films or shows where they're doing sports and so much of the time you're like okay well i understand that these are actors and it just kind of it is what it is but it doesn't look like actual sports one of the things that was you know, didn't have to meet that standard in afterlife because these are just two regular, you know, regular guys going out and playing these things. You're not expecting it necessarily to look like high level sports. And yet at the same time, um, you know, while he has probably some technical flaws in, in all of the different sports that they played there, you could tell that Ricky is actually very athletic. And I mean, that was part of the storyline in its own way, but I mean, he looked good. Right. And so that wasn't something I was necessarily expecting. So I enjoyed that element of it. Uh, maybe a tennis, table tennis, regular tennis squash uh, future for him if he ever gets run out of comedy. Uh, too many people offended or, or whatnot. But no, this this is a good show. I wouldn't put it at the, the Ted Lasso level, but I was very much looking forward to it. It's one of those where it is like 27, 28 minutes long for the episodes. You get to the end and you're like, I mean, that just felt like. 10, 12 minutes, can the, can the show be done already? And usually that's a pretty good sign that you were very much pulled into the universe that they were presenting when you get done with a half hour and, and you're surprised at where the time went. So no, a good show. I definitely, if you haven't seen it all, I highly recommend it. The first couple of seasons especially are, I mean, it, it'll break through your emotional wall and, and, and get to you there. So uh, very definitely one to check out. Yeah, and I would agree. I would agree as like a you know in terms of the overall series, I I do think season three wasn't at the level of season one and two, but I also think it was at a, a high standard. But I felt it was more detached. Those bits of it that really stood out in episodes, bits of episodes which kind of didn't really add as much to it. So I, I fully agree with that part that you mentioned. I did think watching it when they were doing the tennis and the, the squash and that, I was thinking like, what's Sean going to think of this when he sees it? But I have to say out of those scenes, the squash scene where he like, oh, <laughs> they're in the squash and this, it's a spoiler, but it's not going to spoil the show where he orders a, a pint of beer and, you know, takes it in with them and, and to play the game of squash and is, is absolutely whipping uh, his brother-in-law, but then eventually gets sick <laughs> from having so much fizz in his stomach. So I thought that just really funny, uh, funny moments in it, but really, really did enjoy it. But yeah, season one, season two, um, I think would take the edge there. But uh, we will continue to add these. And I, I would I would request again for listeners to start sending in their uh, recommendations as well for us. Hopefully, there's always a hope, Sean, that we'll have more time at some point to watch more shows and, and read more books and things like that. Um, I, I never seem to find that extra time, but I, I was glad to find the time this past week for 
um, the series. The other thing, uh, it put me down a kind of a rabbit hole on, on YouTube, and I did watch an interview with Ricky Gervais, which another sensitive topic that tends to come up is the office US versus UK. They did ask him to try and settle the debate once and for all as to what was the best best series, the UK or the US. He said that he prefers the UK series, but that his accountant reliably informs him that the US series is better uh, based on, <laughs> based on the, the finances. So I really thought that was a great answer. Um, thought it was really funny, but yeah, he, had, he has a, a great sense of what, and I, I think that was um, a very well written show in terms of how it all played out. But that gets to the the end of uh, Afterlife, I guess, in terms of the the series run that it's going to have, and it gets to the end as well of this week's one of his OT3 podcast editions, I guess we'll say, and uh, we'll have more coming your way over the coming weeks and months. Looking forward to seeing the games this weekend, how they play out, and then we'll know who's in the Super Bowl. Of course, this show coming your way on Saturday. You will also, if you haven't listened already, have a second episode of Stadium Bananas, which will be available. So head back and check that one out. Make sure you're subscribed to all the different Road of his podcast feeds will have lots of content coming for you throughout the off season we do appreciate each and every one of you checking out the shows you can also head on over now and check us out on youtube the road of his youtube channel will be linked to in the show description click the subscribe button there you'll see some of the shows that we do post most of the shows at the moment are the same as you're listening to here at the minute but obviously we'll continue to grow that throughout the off season maybe you want to see what myself or sean are, are wearing i know ben did mention on the wednesday show he did say that sean was wearing his chief's hat so maybe you want to see him uh, what, what hat he is on during the episode you'll be able to find it on the youtube channel as always you can get yourself a 10 percent discount to a road of his nfl pass all you have to do is add the code rv radio 2022 at checkout or go to rotavis.com forward slash podcast for more information my name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Over to Marland. And of course, you can check out all of Sean's work up on rotaviz.com. And of course, the rookie guide coming your way as well. Check that out up on rotaviz.com. You can purchase that today. And until we're back with another episode, of course, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.